AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Come on, no. uh, welcome to episode 12, season 12 of the Fighting Cop podcast, joined by Ricky and Cal, and um, you know, what a wonderful time to be alive. Like, I feel, feel great about everything, everything's fantastic, um, you know, we don't have to really dig, dig deep into anything, really, we, all we've got to do is enjoy ourselves for the next uh, an hour. Um, Cal, might as, well, might, might as well just do a preview, like for Frankfurt. Yeah, do a preview. Just, for Frank- yeah, well, just a, yeah. Well, actually, well, if you're a patron of Fighting Cult, you will al- already know that there is a preview out there for it. We don't fuck about, right? We oh, don't, we don't. We don't go like, oh, we've got beat by Arsenal, therefore we're not making any content. Although I, uh, I just after the Arsenal game, I was like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't do the instant reaction. I just, I just didn't want to. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it is, it is what it is, and um, we will, as grown men, deal with it in a sensible way. And uh, that means not talking about it straight away because I want to talk to Cal quickly about the boxing at the weekend. Uh, Connor Ben and Chris Eubank are fighting. But, um, Cal runs the Below the Belt podcast which is a boxing podcast. Go and listen to that. It's good. Um, but just quickly, what do you think is going to happen, Cal? Um, Eubank is a career middleweight. He's boxed at super middleweight, whereas Conor Ben is a career welterweight. So for people that aren't, you know, on, you know, uh, hardcore boxing fans, that's about a stone in difference in terms of weight. So about 13, 14 pounds in terms of weight difference. Um, so I would think Eubank, unless he completely, there's a catch weight this weekend, so it's 157 pounds, which is three three pounds under middleweight. Unless Eubank completely fucks the weight and he's drained and is not fit to be in the ring, Eubank's going to stop him in eight rounds. Um, do you make anything of like Eubank walking around eating burgers and chicken and that shit? I think he's filmed that stuff months ago. Oh, well, he knew that the fight was happening. I think I think a lot of that stuff because he, he posted a video of him at Salt Bay. You know that guy who does the thing with the salt yeah. and the steaks and all that stuff. He posted a video of that yesterday of him at Salt Bay's restaurant, and he was at that restaurant about three four months ago. I think that's old shit. I think he's I think he's doing this stuff. I think he's posting old videos. Rick, do you have any interest in the fight at all? Uh, I. I do it as much as to see that the you know the the old rivalry of their dads, mm. um, and then to see the the sons come along and smack the shit out of each other. But I don't have a particular camp that I'm in. Uh, I like um, 
Eubank being uh, a bit of a wanker, really, um, and just goading Ben uh, and being that kind of like a, you know, very relaxed because he knows he's going to smash him up and just really kind of cranking the heat up on him. I, I like that shit. So I'll be watching definitely. All right, good. Uh, let's uh, let's deal with the the, the Mara hand, and uh, we just have to do that because there's uh, there's nothing else you can do. And we've fucking been here before, and they've been there before. You win and lose games. Like North London derbies are won and lost. Like and be, like Arsenal could be bottom of the league, or Spurs could be bottom of the league, and you know you go into a North London derby and it's not going to be easy. And this game wasn't easy. It was fucking horrible to go through. But there were parts where. I thought Spurs were on top and there are parts where it fell apart and those moments where it fell apart, similar to the one we, the, the game we had at White Hart Lane, you know, in May, whenever it was we played, it, it, it wasn't dissimilar the way the game went. Anyway, uh, we got a question from Peter Smith. He says, after a defeat to them lot, Spurs are dead to me until the next game. Notifications, podcasts off, memories wiped, uh, like they didn't even exist. Is this okay, don't you think? The, the fighting cock is the only one I allow myself to listen to just to stimulate my numbness. Ricky, what do you, do you turn off when all's gone to shit? Uh, yeah, I try to, I do try to, but because, uh, I'm a Tottenham fan, I will naturally just go back for more. But uh, for, for me on this occasion, I was particularly interested to hear other pods, articles, uh, seeing what people are seeing on Twitter because um, I'm going to get fucking pelters for this. And, and that's cool um, because I felt that in the first half on how we've played previously and how Conte sets up his team and how Arteta plays up his team, I I, I felt like this, it was going to be, the, the game went as, as I thought it would. In the so opening I thought, stages, I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that, um, well, I knew they'd have a lot of possession I knew they would be uh, attacking us wave after wave. Um, I knew that they would be putting balls in from the channel, cute little flicks to try and undo us uh, and get between the lines. And then I also knew that from when Tottenham have played City, Liverpool, and even teams that probably haven't deserved it, that we've you know gone to like a flat back five, uh, waiting for our chance to steal the ball and then spring quickly. And once we did... There was uh, there's a fair fair few times where I, where I thought we had the better, more clearer chances, um, and I also thought that like part of our game plan would be to frustrate them as long as you know they they don't score early doors so their tails go up even more. That if we just kept them at arm's length, which we have done for uh, against a lot of a lot of teams this season and last season. If we reduce them to pot shots and long range shots and fucking just uh, wanging the ball in, that we would be all right. And the ball rolled along to Partey, and ninety nine times out of a hundred, right. that goes in Rose Ed. And then, so you would normally just say, "All right, then have a shot." Rick, and can I can I throw this at you? Fucking, I'm sorry to cut you because we had we had no, a, we had a point right, right in the running order. Okay, if Party hadn't uh, scored. That weldy, which, like you said, ninety-nine times out of hundred, that doesn't hit the top top bins. Yeah, Lloris hadn't fucked up that save, which you've seen him save many, many times. Where he's pushed it wide, he saved, he saved um, attempts that were so much more difficult than that. And Royale hadn't been red carded. The game would have been different. I generally think that. Like the the, the narrative coming out of this game is that Arsenal outplayed us, they dominated us. That if you go by the first half, which is where the game was. F- was was in the balance. Most the, the the commentators were saying at half time that Conte would have been happier out of the two. It's just it starts the next game, uh, the the next half. Arsenal are in their pump. If they force the mistake by Lloris, and then obviously Royale gets sent off, and the game's over within you know ten minutes of the the, the second half. It, is that significant, or or did Arsenal, in your opinion, Rick, did did they? Did they they forced those situations. They made it happen. They they generated their own luck. What do you think about it? I um uh, exactly uh like what I said at the beginning. The reason why I went after uh, more info on the game to see if I had seen things totally different. What did you find? Uh, Rick? uh well, like you said, a lot of the papers are saying 
uh, Arsenal dismantled Tottenham and loads of other things. And I was like, like for the first half, that, that was not the case. The game was totally in the balance. And personally, I thought with our clearer cut chances um, that we... Uh, like Son pushed the ball through to Richarlison slightly wide. There was a couple where I think Perisic should have done better and had a shot. Um, There was a couple of other bits where just the final third, uh, the the final pass was just a bit off. And in the second half, I felt like us naturally, uh, we, uh, our teams are fitter, can run more um, and would be a bit more consistent in that front. And I just felt that, moving more into the latter stage of the game, that's where our chances would come because that's how we play on the ca- on the counter-attack. And one of those balls would, would uh, work out for us. But um, as you said, that Lloris, I don't know. I still don't know actually what happened. I think there was a bit where Lloris probably thought that the, the ball's gone to Romero, the ball's come back at him. Mm. Would he be done for a penalty if, if because it's a pass back or like a free kick there where they would you know almost certainly score I don't, I don't know so he's panicked and within that panic that ball's just gone under him and then Hazus, as any good as yeah. any good striker you know you you have to be you have to be alert to every type of um opportunity you get and then obviously with um with that, the momentum goes back with them you know they they score three minutes after the second half. The tail was up, and and then the Royale uh, tackle happened. And <clears> after that, it's just you're just onto a hiding to nothing, really. You, you ain't going to get anything out of the game. Cal, what, 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 anything to add? All I would, the only thing I would add is after the equaliser, after Harry Kane got the, after Harry Kane scored the penalty, they looked rattled, Arsenal, and I we was all did. over them. I, I, I thought they, they looked rattled, and. And I and I said to the guys, it was before the red card. Even when they scored the second goal, I wasn't worried because I said, I said to the guys, I said, if we score, if we equalise, we'll win because they're not, they're not, they've not had many situations this season where they've had to really fight. And you saw that after the first first equaliser, they panicked, and we started having chance after chance and started creating, you know, opportunities in their half. And we got to half time. I didn't want half time because we was really coming on. And then Lloris throws one in the net, and like you said, Royale, which was f- I don't rem- I don't know about. Are we going to talk about red card in a minute? Yeah, no, no, stop now. No, no, no. We'll do it now. Do it now. When he when he did the tackle, I thought, oh yeah, yellow card. It didn't even enter my but head that same, that was going to be a red card. Same, but, and, same. Uh, but when you can't the, imagine there were. But when you saw the replay, you knew it was. I did. <sighs> did you not I think can't it was, imagine did you, there was did many? You, did you not think it was a red card? No, no, no! Like absolutely Man, not. I didn't think it was given a red card. All day, every day, they get given. Like you got, you it looked like nothing. I no, I, I'm not saying that Emerson Royale intentionally went to like put a studs up challenge into the side of his leg. I don't think. He, I think he was genuinely trying to play the ball. He's not a nasty player. He's not known for his spitefulness. He's not even very strong in the tackle. He's just, you know, he, he plays football in in. In the spirit of the game, if, 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 some horrible cliche that I couldn't think of any other way mm. else to describe it. But he's not that bloke, so I don't think he intended to do it. But as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, "He's gone." And then just after that, the red card went up. It was it. It the, you can't legislate for that stuff. You can't legislate for your players who are have shown quality, less so uh, Emerson, but especially Lloris, have shown quality in dealing with those those moments. As a manager, and we're going to come on. I don't want to go too deep into this because the, the second part of this podcast is about Conte and, and the, the, the feeling around him and and you know the, the the situation he finds himself in, which isn't significant, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, you can't legislate for those things, and um, you know it's the, the minute Emerson Royale does that, it's it's over. The game's over. It doesn't matter how good. I felt it was harsh. I, Did I, you? I felt I felt it was harsh when I first saw it. Um, you know, I looked at the tackle and it wasn't like it was uh, it was a duel. It was like 50-50 tackle uh, and like he's just gone in or he's gone in with his studs up or anything like that. It just looked like, Mar- I think it was Martinelli, was just running away from him and he, as, as he's like trying to catch up to him, his kind of like legs come up and then his foot's gone over. Um, and because it's happened quite high, you think, 
Uh, studs are showing. It's on that part of the leg, red card. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, you look at it on VAR and you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a red card. Um, I can see why it's been given. But also, I'm kind of like the intention. I didn't feel that like the intention was there. And um, so that's why I'm a little bit... I'm not going to be sitting and being like, that wasn't a red card. They should, you know, uh, get it turned over or, or, or anything like that. You know, it's done and dusted now. Um, but, the, you know, uh, it was Martinelli, wasn't it, that he tackled or tried to mm-hmm. tackle. But uh, he was yeah. so far so far away. I think he was running away from the goal anyway. Um, and it was so high up the pitch. It's such a fucking... Uh, brainless but, tackle but, to make, but also if you nick the ball at that, in that stage, you're we're on the break and we're looking dangerous. So you, I get it, but Bentancur benefited twice against Leicester from making similar challenges. Not, I mean, similar in the proximity of the defender, our defender, and being Bentancur or Emerson Royale and and the opposition. If you'd have nicked that ball, if you'd have found a way of getting his foot round the ball, not that he had much chance of doing it, so it probably was idiotic but if he had mm-hmm. then we'd have been on the break and Arsenal would have been lost so it's like I get it and, and, and bearing in mind you, you can imagine Conte and his coaching staff go, getting into him so if you have this opportunity if you can get the ball in there that's probably what's going through his head it's not like I've just got to make this challenge I can't, it's not as simple as that I don't think I'm not not saying that you said it was Rick I'm just, just yeah. sort of breaking it down a little bit it's, it feels like um, it was foolish and it was stupid and it did end the game because, the, like like you said, Cal, there was loads more football to play and you weren't really worried even when we went down to 2-1. It was frustrating, but you felt like we could get into, get into it and we, at that point, yeah. we just didn't. Why um, does Lloris always fucking throw one in the net against? He'll always make... like I'm, My mate, uh, my mate who is a massive gooner, He'll always dig out Lloris, say, oh, shit keeper, blah, blah, blah. Oh, standard Lloris again. And I, and I have to kind of feel like I have to Defend fight Lloris's corner. And um, I think Lloris has been, is a great goalkeeper. And he's one of the most consistent, consistently best goalkeepers in the Prem. Um, and not to not the fact that, obviously, he, he's been in the club 10 years. But um, he is a highly rated keeper. So I, he must just see... The snippets on match of the day, where obviously, uh, when there is a howler, he'll notice it. But then it, they always happen. It feels like they happen a lot against Arsenal, or there's some shaky kind of like uh, punching out or something. I'm never, like that, I'm never too confident when better. the ball gets placed played back to Lloris. Like, I rate him, and I think like the fact that he's going to be playing for Spurs next year as well is a good thing. But I do feel a little bit shaky when he's kicking out. And... He's kicking his shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit no honestly like he just yeah. boots it out all the time there was a there was a time in the first half where he he, he like chipped it into the yeah, yeah. He chipped it into the middle and it just went straight to Partey I was like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing mate like honestly and there, there were times where we, we are trying to do obviously what Conte wants us to do and we're trying to play it out but sometimes I'm just like we just 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 Get some of the pressure off of us and just take the ball up, just to fucking whack the cunt straight up there. Uh, we've got a question here from Sean Cray. Uh, he says, "If your life was on Tottenham not winning the North London derby, and you knew you'd drop dead at the final whistle if we won, you're watching the game and Harry Kane scores a thirty-yard screamer with the last kick of the game, would you cheer before you drop dead?" You probably would. It's muscle memory. It's reflex, isn't it? But at the same time, would you be sat there? You probably would be sat there watching the game, going, "Fuck, I'm going to die! Fuck, I'm going to die!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so die. As 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 Harry Kane sort of lines himself and his leg goes back, and he connects with it sweetly, and it's flying through the air. You're like, "No!" And as he hits net, <laughs> yeah, and then <he's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I would just what uh, way to go? Just laugh, just laugh, because it's like how kind of like standard, <laughs> like the one time that you don't want that to happen. Or, or you, and like, or no, you spend your entire life praying for that to happen, and then the one time you don't, you fucking die. Tottenham kills you. Harry Kane kills you. It's like, well, it couldn't have been written any more, any more yeah. better, really, perfect, could it? Isn't it? <laughs> Whenever something good happens, it's tinged with a bit of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be fuming and really happy. Like, my best mate's dead, 
but Harry Kane has just scored a screamer. So, uh, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Uh, did you see Spence's comments um, on social media that it could have been so different if, I don't know what she was. I mean, that was his sister, wasn't it? Yeah, his yeah that yeah. was his sister. So, obviously, yeah. this after Emerson Brown gets sent off um, and yeah. his sister's saying, yeah, it could have been so different. What the fuck does she know? Yeah, do, you I, think, I, I do, do you think he would have had well, to um after do you think uh, he would have had to say to her after look i know you love me sis and i know you got my back but like you're just making shit worse yeah, by you're doing really that not because conte is going to see that and like it's just not it's not going to help well yeah you're only... or, 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 do you, or do you think he messaged her and said look sis can you do me a big one here like can no, you just because you know you this, this has happened so many times before like using social media to influence a manager to get them into the team does nothing but create a wall. Like so, for for if if that was my brother or sister had done that, and I was Jed Spence, I'd be fucking fuming at her or him. They, what, what what good could that have done? Like what? Like it, firstly, it would have made very little difference. It could have been so different. Like all right, so Jed Spence might not have stamped on Martinelli's leg, and he might not have got sent off, but would. Jed Spence's inclusion, if you just take it on basis of the fact that he's done very well in the championship and the League Cup run, or an FA Cup run, whatever it was, would his inclusion have made a huge amount of difference in this game? It may be that Jed Spence's sister knows everything about Jed Spence and knows how good he is, and it would have made a difference. But I'm backing in this argument between Jed Spence's sister and you know Champions League winner Antonio Conte and Serie A winner and Premier League winner Antonio Conte I'm backing him in this instance so just shut your fucking mouth mm. <laughs> I, I, I do you know what I saw it and I don't know if it's the, the snowflake in me but I thought oh god she's going to get some pelters and I actually thought I hope Tottenham fans aren't giving her pelters because that's just not the sort of fan base well, you, you want to be but... you're opening yourself up to it by saying this stuff it wouldn't have been any yeah. different the likelihood that is Jed Spence would not have made a single Maybe may he, he had done, but it's, 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 it's a punt. It doesn't like mean anything. You're just creating problems where they're not any. Like, but someone take a Twitter uh, away. Is yeah, fair. Yeah. No, I get your point, and you're right. And you're right. She does need to stop doing it because you can't win. You're not helping him, no matter what. You're not helping him. But was there not a little part of either one of you guys? a little bit happy that we don't have to see Emerson and that we might actually get to see somebody else at right wing back for a couple of games. What is he going to get a free game ban? I am. Yeah. I'm happy that we're going to get to see somebody else. Are you happy that you're, that's a good question. Are you, are you happy that you're not going to, you, you're going to see someone else just because it's not Emerson Real, or are you happy that it's, it might be Jed Spence because you haven't seen him play? I want to see someone, someone other than Emerson Real because a lot of our attacking kind of, play is based off of our wing backs and he's terrible going forward you think, he's you think, a very good defender and he's a very good athlete but yeah. he's all yeah I know what you're saying so if Jed, Jed Spence got into those positions and, and, and Emerson Morale had like three or four where he'd put himself in a great position the play had been switched obviously a tactic yeah. that, that Conte had been put in place and we've seen that from Emerson many many times he's always in the right place to receive a ball and that shouldn't be under undervalued because I think sometimes it, it does get undervalued that Emerson Royale has done everything he can to get in the position where he can cross and he might not deliver in the way that Jed Spence we hope that he can so if Jed Spence does everything before the fact that he gets into the position where he can finish or deliver deliver that ball if he can get to that then it would be really great to see him really excited I'd be really excited to see him I did lose my head quite a few times where um, when you, when you say right, lose your head, what, what did you do? What, what happened? Oh, just, just uh, the you... room went blue from fucking swearing. Did you thump the and sofa? The... No, I didn't. I just let out some like guttural swearing, and, and my kids, my kids were there. My my, my youngest um, took her beanbag out into the garden, sat on it with a blanket, and put her headphones on <laughs> uh, because I was just going, Aww. just going when, absolutely mad. When that happens, Rick, do you feel guilty? Do you feel like bad? Not really, no, no because yeah. uh, it's to be more resilient. Yeah, and there's no, there's you know, it's ninety minutes, like uh, all day, every day. Use like you can watch YouTube on the big TV, and i all I hear is fucking YouTube going, and I'm like, it's like literally this is my time. cutting right, right, right through me. So when I get my time, just let me have my time. And she was on her um, 
hoverboard as well, and she came into the uh, into the front room, and she like hovered in. What do you mean the hoverboard? Had, you, you know, like we your two feet on the little hoverboard things. Oh yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, she she come wheeling in. Was that irritating and, when you were trying to watch the game? And, and she had uh, YouTube on uh, on my missus' phone. She was like, "Dad, what's the score?" Oh, uh, is Arsenal? Just can you get out, please? Just, ever, just get out because I'm gonna th- like, lose. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you. Head. I'm gonna hit you. Yeah. you say it. Say I am gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, then, uh, I'm gonna hit you, my child. Who I love to <laughs> deeply, but you don't understand yeah. what this is about. Just get out, just get out. Just get out. Get just on your hoverboard and go. <laughs> you feel like... Take these cigarettes and You go. feel like... Yeah, just take the cigarettes. Do you, I imagine that uh, about 2.30 on uh, Saturday that the the uh, the phone line for Samaritans spiked quite a bit around yeah. that time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sonny so, copped some, uh, some blue words from me as well. Lost my fucking head with him, yeah. Well, what, what, Misplaced what? passing... Just it yeah, was, that, that really heavy, like we heavy were on. pass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking hell, man! It was just so just, just play it there. Just get the weight of the pass right. Just and it just went too far. And there was a couple of times things like that happen. And oh man, I just fucking let rip at the telly. I was just like, fuck, fuck. We've got a no- uh, question from Nathan Pleven. He says, please dissect the Spence situation. Though he looked like he won a competition. On the back of a rice crispy box, same as Royale, is Conte not playing Spence to prove a point that he wasn't his signing because he's afraid he'll be our best option uh, option, and he'll be proved wrong? No, no one believes that, Nathan. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, that, that's not what Nathan believes. And if it is no, what you believe, no. then then you're mad. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think if there, there was a tool at Conte's disposal, given the fact that he's been described as a born winner by almost every player he's ever you know coached do you think that if Jed Spence wouldn't improve our right 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 hand side that he wouldn't play him out of what ego or there is a lot of fans out there that just want to see Jed Spence play because we haven't seen him play he knows yeah. he knows he, he has to know go on sorry uh, the um you remember as well, like when when I think it was, when Doherty came on, I think there was a he. Uh, I don't know if it was a pass back, but he played played the ball right across the like the the front, like where Hugo was. I don't know who he was passing it back to. He was stuck in the corner, so he flashed the ball back across our own box, uh, and someone didn't get it and went straight to a fucking Arsenal player. I was just like. Again, lost my head. Like I just kept losing my head during this. That's what I mean. <laughs> just, just throughout this game, there was misplaced passes. It was just the, the like. I mean, that wasn't the final third, but uh, there was just little bits that were that were slightly off. And if they would have worked out, then we would have scored, and it would be having a totally different conversation. And I know that's football, and I know it's a game of inches, and and all that. But that is why I just feel like I am not. Afterwards, I was fucking inconsolable, as <laughs> everyone was. But why I can look back now and try and find the, you know, the positives out of it, I just don't feel like we were. Yeah, they attacked us a lot, but you know, they 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 didn't really do anything. We kept them at arm's length, and I I just felt I don't think it was all that bad, is what I'm saying. Like everything that I'm reading and that I'm led to believe and stuff like that, I just don't think it was um, how we played in the first half, particularly. It, it was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline that bad if if we if we maintain hurtful yes but yeah if we maintain this form we we would have um lost what four games this season with a 120 and drawn eight like that is a fucking unreal season so don't let's not yeah. lose our fucking heads because 
we're going to come on to Conte. I, 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 I've got some ideas of, of things I want to talk about in terms of Conte shortly. So I don't want to say it too soon, but just you've got to calm down. You, you, we, we, we've got a question here from Steve Bunyan, or, or a statement rather. It says, first league defeat since April, although there was a, you know, the summer sort of pre-season to put into that. Some fans re- really need a reality check. Conte hasn't been even been at Spurs for a year. Yet we lose to those deluded idiots down the road and everyone should just calm down. Bearing in mind, Arteta has been in charge of, of Arsenal. This will be his fourth season. Conte hasn't been there a year. They've spent £223 million without recouping a single penny. And what in this moment, on that game, they're above us. And, and we, as we've splayed out many times in this podcast already, that, that it could have been different. So, just fucking calm down. Just wait. The football is so. Oh, we're going to talk about Conte. Like, they, 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 they may have, they may have won the battle. They've not won the war. And the thing is, with this game, it's, uh, it's not going to define our season. And last season, they lost to us, define their season, and they missed out on the Champions League. So that's the positives that I'm taking out of it. And no way am I um, sweeping under the carpet. Like Flav's, like Flav's already alluded to, that we're going to talk about Conte, the way we're playing, formations and, and stuff like that. And I'm not saying everything is rosy and, you know, we should just be, um, I don't know, just kind of be over it. I am hurting just like everyone else yeah, is. You are. But I just, I don't, um, I, don't, I just don't think it was all that bad. That's what I'm saying. It's not all that bad, is it, Cal? No, no, not at all. Like you know, like you said already, you know, it's the, it's the first game we've lost this season, um, and we had a player sent off. And do you know what? When Emerson Real got sent off, I thought, just don't get pumped, just don't get. Yeah, flashed. yeah, yeah. You know, and then three one. When it was three one in stoppage time, I was almost rubbing my hands together. I thought, yeah, that will do. That will do. We, you know, the game. The game's been over for half an hour, so. 3-1, is that all you could do with 10 men? Is that actually all you well, could I do? Spoke, against, to, and, we made all five, and we made all five subs as well in one. I spoke to you know. the Arsenal fan this morning because I do this show on uh, Betfix's YouTube channel, uh, Last Fan Standing. Yeah. Um, we had Lee Judges on there earlier and obviously I was dreading that, dreading the fact that I haven't sit, mm. sit in front of uh, an Arsenal fan and watch him glow. And, and you know, when, when you lose a North London derby, you have to just take your medicine. It's horrible. It's fucking horrible. Mm. And react in any way you think you should react. It's horrible having to sit in front of them, and many people are going to work, and they're they're they're, they're um, having to deal with their gooner workmates giving it bollocks. Ricky, I'm sure you've had to deal with some stuff on YouTube uh, on WhatsApp yeah. as well. Yeah, you know we have, this is part of of being a part of a great rivalry. Is that sometimes it doesn't go your way, and you have to show steel and respect for yourself, and not be a fucking cuck. And let them <laughs> let their their opinions affect you in such a way. Give them bollocks. Fuck them. Whatever, like whatever. Right, you might be good now. You might have spent all that money. You might have been, you know, Arteta might be coming coming good. Bearing in mind he's finished eight eighth and fifth. And bearing in mind, you, there, there is abs- an absolute argument that Arsenal might not finish top four this season. Right now, it doesn't seem likely. But football is such a long and there's a massive World Cup in the middle of it you know so just fucking fuck them whatever don't give a fuck at some point Europa League football's got to kick in for them they've played one game in Europe that's that's going to start putting a lot of a lot of work into though into that small squad that they've got yeah they've got Europa League to think about they've got to start you know playing tougher teams as well they've had a pretty you know yes they've played Spurs and they've played Manchester United um but they've not had the toughest start, you know. They've got a lot of tough games to play. Um, I agree with you, Flav. I think we still think we'll finish above them. And they've yeah. got to come to Tottenham. They've got to come to Tottenham whenever that is, February, March, whatever the fuck. They've got to come there. And I'm pretty confident we'll we'll give it straight back to them on and off the pitch. Well, so. well just bearing in fuck mind, <laughs> bearing in mind, boys, right, that that we have to play Brighton away, which isn't like they're they're fourth in the league. They've just been. Where did they get beat by? No, did they get beat? The mouth. They drew they, Liverpool the weekend. Drew, yeah. of course, a three or at Liverpool, right? So they, they, if we can beat them, and Arsenal lose at uh, uh, playing Liverpool at home, which isn't that, that, that's generally what happens in these ties. 
then we're a point behind them again. And everyone, everyone's asking questions about Conte and, and, and singing Arteta's praises. And I get it because of the way they're playing. But the, 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 league, the league exists in its... Uh, and what's beautiful about the league is it's just finite. It doesn't matter who, who's playing well. It doesn't matter how poorly you're playing, how lucky you're being. Whatever it is, the league points you to exactly where each team is. And if we do beat Brighton and Arsenal do um, lose against Liverpool, we're a point behind them, right up their arse, and no matter how happy they all are, and then if they get beat by City, I mean, it's fucking such a long season. And bearing in mind, they've, uh, they've done brilliantly well to win as many games as they have early on. And they probably are title contenders. But that doesn't mean that they, they'll finish above us. And if they do, then we'll have to deal with it. But Spurs are... Something's happening to Tottenham as well. Is all I'd say. Go on, Cal. Sorry. No, yeah, not much more to add, really. You know, it, like you said, it's a long season. Football could change very, very quickly. We're going to see what they're about when they lose a couple, when they, you know, lose two or three in a row. We're still in the Champions League, and they're not. We've still got, you know, a, you know, a great group of players. Kulusevski to come back. He was a big loss on Saturday, wasn't he? Kulusevski. Yeah. Um, and and you know what? I thought Skip, I really liked Skip when he came on. And it's been a long time coming for him to come back and play for Spurs again. But he came on and he played like it was a derby. And I don't mean he came on and you know he was trying to smash people, but he just came on and he, was, he gave it his absolute best effort, even though the game was over. And yeah, I think there's still a lot of positives for Tottenham. 100%, 100%. This, this doesn't define us. We just need to keep our heads. Like if you're doubting Conte, you, you, know, you need to keep your head. And we're going to come on to Conte... Very shortly, but before we do, we've got um, obviously our, our sponsors of the pod this year, NordVPN. Very thankful for them for backing us through the year. They didn't actually. We we started out this relationship as doing a little test run at the start of the season, uh, four episodes. If they liked what we did, and and you know the fact that you guys have started to sign up to them uh, meant that they would uh, back us. And not only did they back us, they backed us for the entirety of the season. So I really want to thank them for it. If um, if you if you uh, if you want your your internet activity secured. If you want your wife not to know what you're up to, right? If you want, if you've got a rental lock in your house and you want to just go into the bathroom for a tug, then, then NordVPN will provide you all the things that you need to be provided with in order to do that. This is a man who is speaking from experience. I trust you. Trust, trust me. Um, Rick. Yeah. At a bank lady. Yes, this morning. <laughs> this morning? Yeah. Good for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always a good thing to clean the pipes on a Monday. Get you set up for the week. <laughs> the most important thing about uh, NordVPN is it, it provides you security. Uh, you know, whatever you're doing with your phone, like, bear in mind the fact that um, we're, the way we use our phones and for internet banking, for communicating with your missus, your friends, whatever it might be. NordVPN protects you from all of that shit. You're not going to get someone getting into your phone or uh, or your email while using your phone or your computer and phishing you. Or, you know, do you know this, this, this Rick, this, we, we talked about it the other day, didn't we, about the um, the stuff you were scared of. About, um, the, I did an interview with the guy from, who, who's uh, Ruben, Ruben. Uh, he, we did uh, this podcast about, he, he was a professor at Oxford and he was talking about a way for um, people, there's, there's bots and AI out there that, that can listen and track your voice within 10 seconds of having a conversation with them. So imagine you've got a, uh, imagine you've got a, uh, a bot that rings you up and they go and, and you can't hear them. You go, hello, who is this? Who, who's there? Who's there? Within 10 seconds of hearing that, they have all the information they need to replicate your voice for, to, to have a genuine conversation with your mum. Like imagine your mum not knowing that it's you talking to her. That's, that, that's, that's going to be a reality. So, like Terminator. Uh, like Terminator. Like, a bit like Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Norby, when, he, when he's got the spike thing through the carton of milk through, through the, his face and he's like all mash up. Yeah. I've, been bang on that Nord, I've been bang on that NordVPN this week. What have you been, been using it for? Uh, I've been doing this 
I've been downloading, trying to download weird and wonderful things for Ricky, basically for him to watch because he <laughs> like he likes all these quirky documentaries that you can't watch over here. So I have to go hunting to go find them, and so I'll I'll jump onto the Luxembourg server and I'll go and have a little hunt around for all these for all these documentaries. And then bear in mind also this weekend, you know, you bank Ben. You may not want to do the whole design thing, you know. You might want to. Well, the issue with you, watch that, it with that is that is that you've got to subscribe to um, the zone, which costs mm-hmm. uh, eight or nine pounds a month, and then on mm-hmm. top of that, you have to subscribe to the fight, which is a pay per view fight, mm-hmm. which ends up not only you paying a subscription, but you also paying for the for the fight itself. So, what what what's the cost of the fight, Cal? Twenty seven pound. Fuck really, Jesus! Yeah. What well, on top yeah. of? No, so what they're saying is if you're a new customer, I'm not, you have to pay, I'm not a new customer. Yeah, so you have to pay 20 you have to pay 20 odd pound or 20 pound. But if you're a new customer, you have to pay you get a month's zone and the fight for 27 pound, which is fucking wild. All right, so what you can do with NordVPN is that you can set yourself in a completely different country. Go to Spain, mm-hmm. wherever it might be. No, it's called Canada. Um, where the uh, zones are massively popular. If you just all you need to do is select, it's literally it appears on your phone as or your or your or your laptop as a map, and you go over, you scroll over to Canada. It takes two seconds. You click on their server over there, and then you access the the deals that, that the Canadian people have got, and you don't have to pay twenty seven pound plus eight pound a month the zone to watch Eubank and Ben this weekend. Although we do have a friend who works for. Uh, matchroom who will be fuming at this conversation <laughs> but that, that is the beauty of uh, nordvpn anyway grab your exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash fighting cock to get a huge discount on your nordvpn plan uh four months free if you pay for a year up front it's completely free risk-free rather uh, 30 day money-back guarantee if you're not happy with what you're getting in that 30 days and there's so much you can do in that 30 days then you can cancel it and they'll give you your money back uh part two Right, Conte. So for the sake of conversation here, Ricky, uh, we're going yeah. to state that Conte knows more about football than we will ever, ever, ever know. He'll forget more about football than we, we will ever learn. Can you okay. find a reason to be critical of Conte at this stage at all? Um, the, yeah, I can. Um, there, there is... There, I don't know if the, the word is uh, being critical of him. There's frustration, like um, like you said about uh, Spence and like we've been talking about Spence. I was really excited when we signed him, seeing how he played uh, for Forest and his games against Arsenal. And there's been some other really good performances that I would have liked to have seen him over Royale or Doherty. Once, twice, 30 minutes here. 15 minutes there, just a little bit of, I don't know, just to, just to show something. And with his ball carrying skills and also the way that, the way that we have, how we're set up with uh three, four, three and our wing backs pushing forward um, and pinning the opposition wing backs back. And then obviously um, how we work the ball when we get there, your wing backs have to be fucking amazing they they have to be great because not only do they have to uh keep on bombing forward but then positionally and defensively they have to be quick and get back and uh preempt what's going to happen when something breaks quickly so with a young player like spence um super enthusiastic super quick everything that we've that i've seen that i've loved it is deeply frustrating that i haven't seen him play under conte since we've signed him and like i said like even just a, a 15 minute here or 10 minutes might, might not even be the whole game i find that frustrating I, I i really do but to say that um to be critical of conte about it again like you said earlier he he trains with the lad every single day he knows his limitations he knows how to bed players in and he's just a little bit only a little bit more experienced than me in that in that front of training world class players okay, I've gone. but um th- there are there are there are other things that um have slightly i found uh, frustrating substitutions as well you know we're coming up to the 75th minute 80 minutes and then he decides to bring a defender on when we're chasing the game you're like shit boy like what like i ain't going to question you but fucking hell man like what are you doing 
Um, so I would say, yeah, frustration or, or critical of what he's doing. But generally, um, he has played the same formations and the same way of playing for Inter, for Chelsea, um, and he's got results. And there are times that we are going to watch Conte and we're going to watch uh, Conte's Tottenham and we're going to watch us play against lesser teams and we are going to look defensive still. We are going to keep teams at bay and we are going to nick. We're going to win it in midfield. We're going to win it 1-0 and keep it tight. Or there's going to be very, very tight games. High risk, high reward. And when it doesn't happen, like and against Arsenal and a team like Arsenal and what the occasion meant, it's going to hurt, right? And where we've had some games so far, we, have, we haven't we have looked like world beaters. And just like I said, we're just keeping the other teams at bay, but we're still picking up the points, conserving energy, whatever it might be. But this is the way that Conte plays. And if you deeply hate this counter-attacking, quick transition, keeping it kind of nice and tight um, and, and, you know, more defensive football, then... It's going to be um, a, a long season for you, really. Cal, where, you, where, where are you at? Ah, oh, Conte's an amazing manager. He's a brilliant coach, and I, I you know, I, there's no one else I'd want want to be our manager. Yeah, what's right the now. option if, you, um, if it's not if you don't think Conte's good enough? Then who, who the fuck do you, know, you think uh, he's good enough for Spurs? If Conte isn't yeah. good enough, who the, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're I mean, not watching it's entitlement, isn't it? Oh, man, it's, this is it. That, who would have dreamed last season when Conte took over that he would get us into the Champions League? No chance. I don't think any of us, any of us no. thought we were going to get into the Champions League. And I remember the West Ham game at home last season and, and being in Beaver Town with, with some of you guys and saying, I just want to beat Arsenal. I just wanted to beat Arsenal in the derby. And then that was it. If we finish fucking top seven, whatever. And we got into the Champions League and... And then we've gone and signed some, a load of good players, and we're playing. We've had a pretty good season. We've lost our first fucking game of the season after eight games. We've just lost our first game. Yeah. Yes, like you, Rick. I agree. There's things I would love to have seen Spence got twenty minutes here or there, or Matt Doherty get twenty minutes here or there, um, yeah. because I'm not in love with Emerson's attacking kind of abilities. They're not great, and you know. But I think he has been kind of. There's been certain kind of situation has let him down. I think Romero's not had a great season. I think Romero's had a poor season. Oh. Um, yeah, I do. I think he's had a poor season. Um, but then Sanchez, Sanchez started against Leicester. And I thought, you know what? He actually deserves to start against Leicester. And then he had a complete fuck up and gave away a penalty. So you just have to trust what Conte's doing and, you know, kind of our, our better players really. But, you know, he's got Kane firing. Kane is playing amazing. I feel like he scores every single game. Well, he's got seven he, I think Premier actually, League goals. Seven Premier League goals. Is it seven? Exactly. And I actually think he managed the Sun situation perfectly. I actually think he managed it perfectly. And I think a lot of us were going, just take Sun out, just take Sun out. And when Sun wasn't scoring, and then he did take him out against Leicester, then puts him on as a sub where he's really fucking angry that he's got dropped. I'm doing air quotes. And he scores a hat-trick. And you can see Sun's back now. He's gone to the international break and... And scored a couple there as well. I think that shows how well Conte's managed managed the Sun situation. Um, so yes, there has been times where I've been frustrated. You know, I think we should have won the West Ham game, for example. I think you know we played so well in the first 35, 40 minutes. We should have been, we should have won that game, but we didn't. And you know, it's like you said, Flav. He's barely been there a year. He's not even been there a year yet, and we're a month off of that. And Look at it now from six months from now. I think we'll be in a much better position than we were this time, you know, at the end of last season. I really do. Yeah. Uh, just on that, on Harry Kane, he's got seven in eight. Seven in eight games. Like, I know he's not Haaland and no one will be. We've got a great question that we can end this podcast on about Haaland. But um, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's fucking... It's not... We are in a good position. It doesn't feel like that because we have to deal with the fact that Arsenal are beating us. But we are in a good position. And we're in this position because of Conte. We're in this position because Daniel Levy appointed Paratici, who convinced Conte to be our manager. And without him, to to even question him at this point is mental, in my opinion. Really is. If we'd have got a draw against Arsenal, people would have been like doing backflips about him. Like a white lane at home, when things are going well, all we can hear is Antonio. 
and to- that's all you can hear. Because fundamentally, 80-90% of the Spurs fan base, uh, fan base know exactly what, what's up. And that is, there is no better manager to... to... The, the, last week, we were, the, the, there was a question posed that um, Antonio Conte... Is it, um, can, I, can you tell us about the, con- uh, the con- uh, contract and being linked with Juve? And he said, it's disrespectful to Tottenham. It's disrespectful to me. I'm happy here. And then... Fuck me. That's, then, that's more adamant than Poch ever was about Man United. Fuck me. I know. But, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then, like a week later, we've got a bad result against Arsenal, which could have gone another way if the stars aligned for Tottenham. And now it's like, but is he the right man for the job? Like, fuck off. Of course he is. What do you want? If if you don't think Antonio Conte is the right man for Tottenham, then what do you want, realistically? Other than saying Pep Guardiola, like I think people, I think people want to see a uh, free flowing. They may want to see that football. Yeah, I know. And like for the way that Conte plays, it is not that. Uh, so you kind of just have to have to get used to it and just try and. Um, I don't know. Just you, you just got to get used to it. But like the thing is, with other managers that we've, you know, that we've had in the past, like Harry Redknapp, and like you have, you know, the the swashbuckling Tottenham, where we're just attacking all the time, and the subs that come on are attacking and just going after it. It it, it doesn't really get you anywhere, really. Uh, it, it's been great to watch, and we've had some exciting games. But I'm at the point where I want. Um, a manager that is world-class and that will have perfect game management, know exactly how to pace the season out, how to, how to deal with, um, you know, big personalities within the team. And I just, I don't think there is anyone out there as good as Conte. Like you're not going to obviously get Klopp. You're not going to get Pep. Like who else, who else is out there that that you, that you want? And that isn't out already at a big team. Yeah, man. Um, I just think, I don't know. He, he Conte's been there. He's done it. He knows how to do it. I think he probably knows that there'll be a, a section of the fan base that will be a bit disgruntled that we're not sweeping teams away. Um, but you know, you you don't kind of uh, concern yourself with 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 those opinions. You carry on doing what you've always done and be consistent and and keep picking the points up. Uh, I think people. Sorry, sorry. No, no, mate. I was going to move. No, on. I just think I think there's you know people will talk about football. We scored 19 goals in eight Premier League games. Not bad, is it? We're not. We're not exactly boring, yeah, sounds... are we? And I, I know, and I think there's probably some suggestions about you know the system, and they want to see him change the system as well. You know, he's quite rigid to the three four three, which I understand. I understand because I'd like to see free in the middle. You know, I thought you know at the weekend he could have played free in the middle, but Basuma had a knock. He couldn't start. Uh, and Skip's coming back from a long-term injury. Matt Doherty's coming back from a long-term injury. There's a lot of things that are kind of going on. Tottenham Kulisevsky got injured in an international break. Lucas has got a long-term injury. He's actually been quite unfortunate with with injuries and squad options. And you know, at the weekend at Arsenal, that was their best team. That was their best team. I saw the team. I thought, yep, yeah, it's their best team. And we've yeah. got all these injuries at the minute. So I think you've got to cut the guy some slack, really. Um, I don't think he deserves even yeah. to get any slack at all. Like, it just no, it's, it's, it's a nonsense. It's absolutely. Nonsense. I think with the. Um... The three-five-two thing um, when we when we switched it against Leicester, uh, you know we were two, uh, I think it was two at that point, and then we all, switched. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No um, and then we kind of swept them away with a, a Sony Masterclass. Um, I'm always highly critical of managers when in League Cups, where they make wholesale changes, 11 changes, and then we end up getting fucking pie in the face by bloody, I don't know, Portsmouth or something like that because we've made that many changes and we've brought fucking a bloody uh, Fazio in or something like that. Changing 
a formation that we've stuck with for like a season and a half against Arsenal at Arsenal to then switch it to three five two where we haven't really played it. For me, it's just fucking it's yeah, suicide doing something like that. It's just it's just too much of a risk. Stick to what you know. We've been we've been picking up the points with these with this uh, formation. We've been tight. Yeah, exactly. I'm beaten. So just just stick with it. Yeah, I would like us to see three five two, and I think we have more of uh, players in that central midfield area than we do up top in uh, rotating that front three, and especially with Mora and Kulusevski out. I think we might see uh, uh, see the three five two formation deployed a bit more now, and and just to start testing. And remember when everyone keeps going on about when Chelsea played Arsenal, and then uh, I think Chelsea got pumped, and then he switched it, and then they went on like a thirteen or fourteen game unbeaten run. You know that that could happen for us, but I just think for a North London derby to switch it there and then, I for me it's just too much of a risk. Yeah, no, you can understand it completely. You can understand it completely. But there is this sort of um, seismic shift or, or, or opinion, seismic shift in opinion about what Spurs should do uh, based on the fact that how well we've performed when we have done a free, uh, played a 3-5-2. So it'll be good to see. But you're right, Ricky. You don't go into North London Derby and just gamble. You have to, you have to, you have to give the players the benefit of the doubt and allow them to play in a system that they've been trained to play into. And if you look at the first half, as the commentators said, the happier of the two coaches would have been Conte, and that was a 3-4-3 three, three, with, with, without uh, Kulisevsky. And then I did... Um... I did at my ass like my ass did uh, flap a bit when um he brought on the four four subs uh in the second half and I was like that's that's fucking that's a bit much in it like just it? changing them all at once and I was just like oh Jesus Christ like yeah. that is that's that is but that he, is risky it, but he he had planned to make that substitution before or or m- perhaps not four but at least three before um Royale got injured uh, sorry Royale uh, made that that stupid challenge um so we'll see but uh, let's round off the podcast here with something that isn't about Tottenham um but is about something that we all have to contend with and a player that is gonna cause us sort of a, a never-ending amount of pain in the next four or five years that he plays in the Premier League uh Josh he says not a question just the talking part a point the Haaland signing has killed the enjoyment of the Premier League for me Years now, the odds of City winning the title were short, but now it seems an in, 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 inevitability. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, can't see uh, a future where Spurs even get close, and that's depressing. What, what, what do you make of uh, Cal? What do you make of the Harlan sign and how good he is? Because he, I've never seen like we watched Harry Kane be the the man. Like he he sort of mm. he was like the, the rise of Shearer was similar to the rise of Harry Kane. What what Harland is doing is something else. It's he's he's a different level for to be twenty one, twenty two, whatever he is, to be playing the way he does, being the specimen that he is. It's not. He's he's unreal, isn't he? It's, it, like what it, they've sewn the champion. They've sewn the Premier League up for five years. I think I, I tweeted that when they signed him, and people get digging me out, going, "Oh, just show some backbone." You can't deny evidence. You can't I, deny I, it. I think statements have been made like that a lot. Over over the Premier League years, I remember when Mourinho went to Chelsea, and uh, they used to have that funny phone-in show on Sky Sports. On Sky Sports, I can't remember what it was called, but they had like a phone-in show, and people would call in and talk about Premier League games or whatever. I can't remember, but uh, I remember when Mourinho went there and he won the league the first time, and somebody said Chelsea are going to win the league for the next five years, and they didn't. Yeah, but this is different. And we've said, yeah, it is different because it's not just that you know Haaland's. It's a fucking brilliant striker. Guardiola. It's also... And the money. It's Guardia. Yeah, and they... I watched the game yesterday. I watched the, the, the City game yesterday. And it's not... You watch him and he's like, yeah, he's amazing. But they've got Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva's so fucking good. Like, they sold David Silva and, they've, and he's replaced him. Yeah. He's so good. And Jack Grealish looks like he's come along and, you know, he's having a better season now. But yeah, they... They probably will win the league, and you know. But you know what? I don't find them. They're the, like the least offensive of the best, the big six clubs. If you like, there's no I mirror. Just... If Arsenal win the, if Arsenal win the league this season, and they won't because of Man City, 
and mm. and hopefully they they fall apart for very various reasons we've, we've outlined on this podcast. If they win the league, it's just them holding up a mirror at our, at ourselves, at our own failures. If Man City wins the league, then you're like, well, well of course they're going to win the league. Like it's 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 almost like nice to have them there because it means that Arsenal won't win the league. And the same with Chelsea. The amount of times that Chelsea and Man United have stopped Arsenal from winning the league in the past. But it isn't good for football. For me, no. I, don't, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's... Uh, I'm, I'm probably being a bit more too optimistic. Um, but I don't feel like it's a foregone conclusion. Wasn't there a game where... I can't remember who it was now. Maybe... City and Villa. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but they, they, it was a draw anyway. Um, and and Harlem was playing, so it's like if they have a couple of games like that, a couple more games where they draw and they think they're going to walk it, or teams stick eleven men behind the ball um, and frustrate City. If we have uh, one of those games where we go up to the Etihad, no one expects us to win, and we and, and we win, um, and we are consistent in how we're picking up points as well. You never know. You never know. I'm not saying that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna win the league, but I don't think it's uh, it's just written in the stars. Yeah, he's in a massive purple patch at the moment, and it doesn't look like things are going to slow down for them. But also, Pep and City have Europe, the European Cup in their sights. You never know that they might put all their eggs in one basket and be like, right, European Cup, that's it. And he might even like rest Harlan in a couple of occasions and stuff, and it might not work out. And they may drop points towards the back end of the city somewhere along. I don't know, but um, I'm not. I'm not at that point where I'm just kind of like, "Oh, there's no point in playing now Rick, anymore." He's, is there? He's, he's scored 17 goals in 10 games. 17 in 10 <laughs> games. He's well, got, mate, we've, if I, if we've if scored 19. City, yeah, if I was in if I was in City's team, I would score none. Yeah, 17, <laughs> 17 in 10 games. And he's got three assists. He's played yeah, six hundred and sixty. It's impossible. Like this kid is, like, if he continues in this trajectory, Ronaldo and Messi will be a footnote in his career. That's that's what we're talking about. <laughs> fourteen goals. So he- fourteen goals in eight games in the Premier League. The Premier League is apparently the most difficult um, league to, to play in. The most difficult. It's the hardest the hardest league for any any striker to play in. He's got fourteen and eight. Playing for the best team in Europe, hands down. It doesn't matter. He's got fourteen. He's got fourteen, not seventeen. Fourteen and eight, and it includes Champions League. Or is that what, ah. Champions League? Is that difficult? It sounds difficult. He's got another it three in that difficult. as well. Wow, seventeen. He scored more goals than a lot of teams this season. Yeah, mate. most like, teams actually. Like we, like Harry Kane, we've raved about him being the best forward in the Premier League for the last 10, 15 years. We we talk about him scoring more goals than uh, Thierry Henry. Arsenal fans bang on about Thierry Henry. Newcastle fans bang on about Alan Shearer, and so they should. All of them will be myths in this geezer's shadow. It's fucking unreal. He's, it's like, like we, need, we need Roy Keane to come out of retirement and do a Highland on him. <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's the only thing we can t- We can wish for like a bad injury. Because otherwise... He'll go to Madrid. He'll go to Madrid. I think he was. I think he was angling for a move to Madrid, but they just didn't. Either they didn't have the money, or I don't know. Something happened. Oh fuck's sake! Was that dinner? Um, What's for dinner tonight, Rick? I don't know actually. No idea. Baked potato. No, I can smell it. Yeah, baked potato. All right, we'll let you go, boys, because we we've been going on and on for the last hour, and this is uh, this has been a difficult podcast, dude, because. You know, it's not nice losing to Arsenal, and um, but I think we've coped well. Cal, Rick, I think you've done well. I, I feel yeah, right. I feel alright. I feel alright, mate. Yeah, bit better than uh, just when when a uh, bit better than when you was in your front room all alone with only yeah. your family surround you. Now, you there, there's not there's not a more single place that you can feel more alone when the people that lo- that, that that you love more than anyone in the world can't give you any kind of solace. That is a deep kind of loneliness that anyone who doesn't follow football will never understand. Yeah, yeah. Flav messaged me on the uh, the Saturday, like mid-afternoon, just to, just to check in to see if it was all right. I was worried about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, like, I, I do, I don't know why, but I just, I feel it so, 
So much like everyone, like every motherfucker listening to this podcast, you would have felt the same as me. And there was a point that flashed it, flashed in my mind. It's like, I'm just going to go into the kitchen and down a bottle of red wine. Just, just down it. <laughs> and like, I was that like, just fuck it. Like I, I've got, should have done. you know? Yeah, I know. I might do that now, actually. Do it now. <laughs> Start lashing out. I was, yeah, do it. Definitely do it. Just, uh, but um, I was at social. Oh yeah. So it went well. Yeah, so. I was at the social. Yeah, which was which was great. Um, and actually, afterwards, uh, the guy the guy behind the bar said free Peroni for everybody after the game. Do you know what which was, is really nice. What's super fucking cool about that is that um, the idea mm. was that the uh, Temple Brew House. Um, they had they come up with this idea that um, that if Spur if Kane and Son had scored against Arsenal, they're going to give a hundred free pints out of Moretti oh. to celebrate uh, Antonio Conte. And then when we lost, they did it anyway. They did it anyway. He said, "Free Peroni until it runs out." Did it run out? Shit. Wicked. And it ran out. Of course, it, it ran out because we're fucking fun. Spurs. We're the boys. We're fucking <laughs> lads, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Get your tits out. Get your tits out. Anyway, um, this has been the Fighting Cock Podcast. Well, again, you've always got to. Just, there's always a line, and you have to step over it, don't you, Cal? There is no line in my house. I know. I understand. <laughs> God, no, God, 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 all the women that Cal has harmed. Um, this has been the Fighting Cock Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we give you some solace in this. Uh, this dark place we find ourselves in, but it won't be forever because we've been here before. We're built for this shit. We're built for it, right? There's nothing they can do or say. No matter how good they are on the pitch, it doesn't matter. They'll always be rats. And do you want to be a rat? I'd, be a, I'd rather be a rat. That, I'd rather be a, a entity that doesn't react in the way that they do. Like, where they win, they're scum. They lose, they're scum. Wherever it is, they're not us. And they never will be us. That was the least inspiring thing I've ever done. That was a, that was a shit outro to the podcast. But <laughs> we are where we are. All right, up the Spurs. I'm on you, Spurs. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.